Sam Ackerman here with Sports. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning, a very good morning. Actually, a bigger, better morning than I expected uh, when I went to bed at uh, about one o'clock in the morning, thinking it was going to be a, a tough uh, road to hoe for the Black Caps. Well, All Blacks could win as well, but let's start with the cricket because that was a smashing performance. Talk us through it. Un- unbelievable. So the Cricket World Cup uh, in India has uh, started, uh, and it started the same way that it ended. Uh, as far as the opposition goes, New Zealand taking on England, uh, like we did in uh, 2019 final, which we, we must be allowed to talk about now, right, Catherine? Four years. No, it still hurts, must but be, anyway. Yeah, it does still it, it does still hurt, and I don't think that win quite makes up for it, but uh, it does take it. Look, England uh, batting first, uh, they were certainly a. a a, a bit short of what a score you would expect to be uh, competitive uh, after a great little bit of bowling by the tail end. And I've got to say, uh, Glenn Phillips really starred with the ball for me. He took a couple of really great... He's a, he's a batsman first and foremost, uh, but he can throw a little um, few spinners out there. And he, he grabbed the very important wicket of uh, Joe Root and Moen Ali with some great delivery. So uh, that was uh, a surprise for me. And when they were uh, chasing a, a target like that, I think it was about 282 to, to win, uh, all of a sudden, uh, a wicket falls for New Zealand early, uh, and you're thinking, oh, could be in trouble. But step in uh, young uh, Russian Ravindra, who's not known as a top-order player. In fact, in uh, his time with the New Zealand team, he's batted only as high as six and seven. He only made his debut earlier this year. But no uh, Kane Williamson. He steps in and goes ballistic, 123 from 96 balls, not out, combines with his Wellington teammate, uh, and doing Conway of 152 not out for New Zealand's second highest partnership ever in one day cricket. They just fell one run short. Uh, so 273 they batted for to win uh, comfortably. Nine, nine wickets uh, and with the best part of 14 overs to spare. And that could all be potentially helpful come uh, the end of the tournament and net run rates and the like. But it was a, a crushing performance, I thought. Uh, from those batsmen to the point that where a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of batsmen you don't really you're hoping to see if they could get some form they didn't even make it out into the pitch, Catherine. What do we make of it? Um, was it just a case of batsmen being in great form on a good track and uh, carrying the day? Yes, yeah, and I, I I think that they uh, they. To me, the the putting uh, Ravindra in there felt really similar to me to uh, Deepak Patel back in uh, in 1992 at the World Cup. Here, suddenly a spinner opened the bowling. It was it was fresh thinking. It was trying something different. We prepared to turn things on their head a little bit, and it and it made a real difference. Uh, and I think that that uh, shot of confidence, or at least the game plans to try something different, really kind of lit a fire with them. And I thought Conway and Ravindra both played with such aggressive, positive and intelligence with their shots. They weren't just throwing the bat at things. They were picking their moments and picking a very good England side apart. So a side that, of course, we played a a lot recently uh, over in their backyard. So yeah, really, really intriguing for me. Uh, It is just the first game of the tournament. There's a long way to go. But uh, before the, you know, this is their first big challenge, last big challenge for a little while, I should say. They've, be careful what I say in uh, the context of World Cup. There can be upsets. But the next three games against Netherlands, Bangladesh and Afghanistan before they start playing uh, the big teams again. So it was important to have something to uh, hang their hat on. And I really think they did just that. It, it, it's really intriguing, though, um, Catherine. I don't know how you feel about the one-day World Cup. But for me, it's that was one of my gateway drugs into becoming a passionate sports fan the 1992 world cup my my uh, my auntie Noor taking me along and we um is this the year that crow pulled his hamstring it was amazing 
yeah, it was a, it, it, that hamstring still hurts. Uh, yeah. And uh, but but th- being there for that first game uh, against Australia was amazing. I was there, you know, West Indies. I went to that game and the the loss to Pakistan too. But that was yeah, it was incredible to be part of watching that you know it really sucked me in and being there with my young fella for uh, the uh, 2015 world cup semi against south africa was amazing as well so i have a special place in my heart i skipped um well i ended up skipping school uh, for the 96 uh, final told my parents i was uh, staying at a mate's place and he told me i was going somewhere else we went to uh, an empty place we knew of to watch the final all night and fell asleep at school so we love the cricket i i love this tournament but it's being spoken about now as potentially the last time this will be a meaningful one-day World Cup because T20 is taking over. Uh, there's less and less of uh, games of relevance when it comes to the 50-over format, which used to be the fast and sexy one, but now, of course, has been eclipsed uh, by the 20-over game. Uh, and Test cricket is the one that I think we can all agree needs preserving the most. And, and people, including those currently playing the game, are wondering if this is going to fall by the wayside. So uh, a very intriguing to see how it goes but this this format uh is back to my favorite style whereas it's just it's round robin you play everybody play all the teams and then it's just the semi-finals no silly super sixes or convoluted um, playoff systems it's very similar to that 92 world cup uh so let's hope that the black caps can give it a good nudge and with the the likes of um williamson um trent bolton tim sally playing most likely their well almost certainly their last world cups you know this the last of the quote-unquote golden era opportunities to bag uh, this title to go with that test championship very very good and the all blacks this morning um kind of a god i'm not going to say game of two halves on the one hand it's a good convincing big win over uruguay as one would expect on the other just looking at some of the international reaction there's been since um still still issues to improve on still issues to polish because it's all or nothing pretty much uh, in the next game against very different opposition yeah, and, and that's yeah. You know, there's always a way with uh, with pool play, and um, when, if you don't get itself a tough pool, and they couldn't have done much more against um, against Italy last week, ninety six seventeen, and to back it up with seventy three nil against uh, Uruguay, you'd, you'd expect them to put that kind of score uh, on uh, a side like that. They weren't particularly challenged. But I also think that the All Blacks didn't throw everything at it. I don't think that we saw glimpses of what their plan will be. For the quarterfinal, I don't think I think that they not necessarily kept their powder dry. They just didn't have to reach into the toolkit. It was literally uh, a few expansive moments. Um, and I listen. I, I'm I'm a huge exponent of positive rugby, and seeing Damien McKenzie out there, he was he was great, and I, I love what he brings to the side. And he would unquestionably always be in my uh, my 23 for just what he can bring. But when you've we've got Bowden Barrett at fullback and Richie Moanga at uh, uh, at five eight, you've got those positions kind of well covered too. So it's really it, it's intriguing refits. And Cam Roygaard to me made it certain he has to be the backup uh, halfback over Finlay Christie just for his energy as well. So not a lot to read into it. I don't think they did any damage to their hopes. I don't think that there was any holes exposed. Um, but you know what are you supposed to do? What had, had they run up one hundred and fifty? Was it suddenly more impressive? You know, like, I don't I don't know what more needs to happen in these scenarios. So it was a game they had to play. They did. It came through without any uh, large incident that I'm aware of. So I'm particularly happy with that. Uh, and now it's just sitting back because France play Italy right now in a very funny little way. New Zealand at the top of the pool. If Italy, who of course have been less than impressive against the All Blacks, but did win their previous two games, if they can somehow roll France. 
or they can uh, force a draw without a bonus point to France, New Zealand can still finish top of the pool. Don't expect it. We'll we'll know by uh, this time tomorrow uh, where New Zealand sits, uh, and it's most likely going to be heading into that quarterfinal quarterfinal route against South Africa. So uh, interesting to see how that pans out over the uh, the weekend. Um, but yeah, the real the real comp starts now. Okay, uh, what else is on your mind today, uh, Sam? Let's uh, have a look at what else is happening in the world of sport, apart from those two big matches today. Uh, we've probably already traversed the, the Ranfilly Shield a, yeah, it's been, a, a it, it's been well said, but it, it must be said that the, the of of all the antics, I think it's going to um, it'll change the way the Shield is treated and um, and be. I think that and it closes an era of the Shield. Uh, with the folklore and the uh, the, and the aura stories around it, about. really doesn't yeah, it? Well, it? Damaged for sure, like literally damaged. Uh, but it also, the real thing people I feel sorry for are all the uh, the kids and community groups in the Hawks Bay that were going to have a whole summer of having this incredible Tonga. Uh, brought out to them. I remember saying it as a kid, it blew my mind. Uh, and it's uh, they won't get that opportunity to do that now. And these are the consequences, and consequences matter. And uh, also, I was just watching image the other night of the of the late great um, Peter Fatialofa, who used to, uh, in the, when his team held the shield, be the sort of shield guardian. And yeah, look, I guess times move on, don't they? Um, and these um, this era of non fungible tokens and everything else. But yeah, it, it certainly is um, a regrettable episode. Uh, let's talk about Jason Winyard and tell us more about him. Those who are not familiar with his um, performance, oh, this is uh, acknowledging, I guess, um, um, uh, you know, a, a, a passing, but at the same time acknowledging a contribution to a sport actually that's dear to the hearts of a lot of New Zealanders, particularly uh, rural New Zealanders. Absolutely, uh, and uh, his uh, he passed away um, this week at the age of forty nine, which is just way too young um, for for anyone, but certainly a, a man of his uh, stature and standing, both physically uh, and within the community. Um, a, a real legend uh, of sport here, and and really helped make uh, the timber sport world. So that's you know going with a chainsaw, going with an axe, um, and it's vis- it's visually incredible what they do. Just just astonishing, and the. Uh, the physical capabilities they need. He was a nine-time world timber sport champion. He really and uh, helped put that sport on the map in this country. And he was uh, had a had a huge following internationally within those circles as well. And he literally made a man hitting an axe uh, wood with an axe look like knife through butter. Sometimes it was a phenomenal. But he's also such a genuine. Uh, and generous with his time, kind of uh, human as well, like a a role model that you want to have as role models, not somebody that was going to be great at something and then not so great a human off uh, off the course. No, no one has ever had a bad word to say about uh, Jason Winyard, and he, he did it all himself. And there was no you know huge grants and things to make him a superstar. Didn't come through some academy, uh, and he he just did so great. Uh, he was really, really open as well, uh, painfully so, um, to watch uh, with his battle of cancer. Uh, it was really tough to watch, but spoke volumes of who he was to uh, make sure that if uh, if he was checking out, he wanted to make it as abundantly clear to people who have the position, ability to make decisions, to make sure other people don't find themselves uh, in the spot. So, yeah, heartbreaking. His, his funeral was uh, early today, made theoretically still be going as well. I think it started at 10. So uh, his uh, his son, Ty, played for the Breakers. So great stock that came out of the Winged name and a name that won't be forgotten by anyone who met him. And uh, also uh, today, let's uh, have a look at some of the other sports in action. Uh, Bathurst, I know you'll be having your popcorn and 
sparkling water uh, one this yeah, is on and we're going to see one of the greats competing absolutely. again a very exciting Kiwi sportsman in the form of Shane Van Ginsbergen yeah the Giz is uh, competing at Bathurst potentially probably not I'm sure he'll come back at some stage but the last time as a, as a full timer in the supercar series uh, takes parts in Australia so Bathurst it's an endurance race goes all day if you're not familiar with it um, it is it's the iconic event of the series and one that New Zealand steeped in history with uh, Van Gisbergen's won it a couple of times including uh, last year so he's going to America to compete in NASCAR full-time next season which is a, a big deal uh, he's the defending series champion but he is putting all his eggs in the suit in the Bathurst basket if he he said he'll go for broke here he's not worried about the championship he wants another Bathurst win uh that speaks volume and, and let me tell you if the Giz is going for broke look out everybody else because if the, usually he's impossible he's uh he will throw caution to the wind at every given moment so uh it should be a joy listen we, I love having it on all day you kind of come in you come in yeah you go you listen listen out for the noise and pick it up it is a uh, a bit of fun that uh, the kids get right into the the old the old rivalry though is gone for those not following. There's not it's not Ford versus Holden anymore. Holden uh, couldn't hold on anymore. It's Ford versus Chevrolet. There are all these Gen three new cars and tires that are tested on the mountain and all that type of stuff for that for those typically minded. But it should make for a bit of an intriguing uh, contest. New Zealanders aren't a favourite for a change. New Zealand has been favourites for uh, the last three or four, but. Uh, the Aussie leader, uh, Brody Kostecki, will be chased down. So let's hope that he does get chased down and it's a uh, celebration for the Giz. Very, very good. Now, a failed drugs test is always an interesting situation. What's the one that's on your mind? Yeah, listen, I love them. The, 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 some of the uh, the rationale, the excuses that have been made uh, made up or have been come to be found to be true can be very entertaining. Uh, and the one right now is a uh, young golfer who's actually uh, completed a backdated six month ban. Now it's just been uh, brought up after the after the fact, but wasn't competing while um, being investigated. Tested positive to a banned stimulant that uh, has the, a similar effect to um, testosterone. Uh, it took a little while to get to the bottom of the case, as, it, as you can hear from that. Uh, the first reason that was proposed was uh, that it was uh, passed on by kissing a bodybuilder who was known to take steroids. I'm, I'm so grateful that was tra- that was dismissed straight away because that's like the getting pregnant from a toilet seat type of um, excuse along things. So it's uh, I'm, I'm very pleased that that's not a uh, constant because otherwise people would get drunk from kissing a drunk person and be able to pass a, a sobriety test. It's unusual. Anyway, the real reason that was accepted in the end Custard pudding, Catherine. Custard pudding was the reason. Um, the young golfer. Custard pudding followed by kids. Apparently, I mean, who knows? It's, uh, it's they all sound like recipes for disaster, right? Uh, so, two spoonfuls of that custard uh, powder that may have had the stimulant uh, added through it, made by somebody else in a uh, in a hotel uh, type setting, Airbnb setting, they were staying at for a tournament. Uh, has been accepted through the balance of possibilities to potentially be it. So uh, look out for custard pudding on the weekend, anyone who uh, might be um, contemplating performing at a high level sporting-wise. Thank you so much, Sam Ackerman.